This episode may contain adult content not suitable for all audiences. Ben Long Times, that's a rock and roll. You are listening to Rough Sketch with your hosts, Joe LaRocca and Anthony Gamari. Welcome into another episode of Rough Sketch. We've got a jam-packed episode today. Our theme is motivation, and we're going to be talking about the first episode of the new HBO series Vinyl and Judd Apatow and Leslie Arfin's new Netflix series Love. We've also got the finale of our Oscar off. We're talking about the big categories today. The big ones. The big ones. Let me bring in my co-host, Joe LaRocca. Hey, Joe. How's it going? Uh, it is funny that we're ta- taking on, like, two... Yeah, multiple this is... episode shows. But... Well, when we originally had the idea for the show, we were going to do two things per episode. If you remember, we were going to do yeah a and, new thing and, and a streaming thing. Yeah, and it seemed and like did, it didn't I work mean, as well. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't <laughs> we know. Get to focus. Well, we'll see it's how true. it evolves. It's true. Um, this is a little test. We'll see. Well, yeah. I mean, this is kind of just two things have coincided. I think, and, and yeah. it, it, we, we want to talk about them before nobody cares anymore. Exactly. We almost lost motivation for this. We did. Many we, times. Yeah. At one point when we couldn't think of a title. For You mean for this? Oh, yeah. I know. That was a rough rough patch. <laughs> yeah. yeah we really did. So uh, actually coming up a with a rough the, stretch. Coming up with a name, <laughs> rough sketch for the show. There was, Yeah. There was just so many versions, and then it was like, can we really not get... Not in an argument way, just like, well, we can't really find anything that's that good. And then I got to a point where I was like, whatever, just pick anything because we'll grow into it. Which is exactly what we did. No, I think that this one's like really calculated as opposed to like I was saying I was just like let's just be fucking Pete's yeah. Well, I mean it's it it is a little bit of or like of... the the walking egg man or whatever, you know. I, yeah. I this is like really is I think what it is. I think it's kind of the perfect uh example of like the differences between your and my personality. I would come up with a name or something, you'd be like, Yeah, just whatever. Which is exactly what happened with the wonderful show. That I was like, oh, well, before we completely lose motivation, let's just be the platypus or whatever. No, I know. And then in my head, I had, like, I had so many different things going on, like, oh, like, how's that going to look on Twitter? And, like, what? Yeah, you know, no, like, I know. Yeah, and I, you know, yeah, I understand what you mean. Or, like, exactly. what does it mean to be the platypus? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> No, and you do have to think about that stuff. And I think what we picked is is good. Yeah. Is, is, I think it works really well because it's got, like, you know, you want to have, like, two meanings, things that can't, mm-hmm. not you, but you in general, you know, people yeah you want to have something that's got like i had two meanings it's a little clever you know and yeah. that i think it's it pretty... not like impossible to spell that's sure. the biggest thing sure. and it can't be something that has like eight different homonyms or whatever you know? yeah 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 yeah. back to your point about Platypus, you know it sure. did almost completely destroy our motivation for doing this just <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean it, was, it really yeah. was like two weeks of back and forth we would we met like a couple times just to throw names back and forth. Yeah. And like that gets and that gets exhausted. After like twenty minutes, you're just like the booger. You're yeah. Just like you I think at a, one point talk about we were, losing motivation. At one point we were turtle in a tree. <laughs> I remember I remember that specifically. Turtle in a tree tested really well. <laughs> With real. our grandmas. Yeah, no, I just our focus group. No, I told people at a party once, and they were like really into it's that. It's a very one. evocative image. Yeah, it's great. How, How did, did you get, get in the there? tree? <laughs> exactly. Has there been a period of your life where you were highly mo- motivated? I get very motivated, but I'm very self motivated, and it's like it's it's very rarely at the same time or at the same level as 
anyone else involved in what I'm doing, you know, like, so it's like, <laughs> it's called, that's called sexual harassment, Anthony. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that explains a lot. So yeah, no, I do get really motivated and then and it usually ends up, uh, it usually ends up with me just being disappointed or whatever. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess I haven't been motivated in the past, like 10 years really that much, but mm-hmm. in high school I was really motivated because I wanted to get into a specific college and I just wanted to make sure that that on the back of my mom's car there wasn't a sticker for Georgetown <laughs> and then a sticker for yeah. Bunker Hill you like know Bradley State or whatever. yeah is that a school and I just made that up oh that's probably better I should have used a random one because you can technically you can really go to any school and as long as you apply yeah yourself, but you wouldn't know that at that point yeah no i mean in the the, the household i grew up in was very yeah much you wanted that to go, status was very important you know you wanted to go to a top 50 yeah. school you wanted to go to a school where like there's a young adult novel set there or something <laughs> yeah exactly so like a uh, separate piece yeah do you know who a separate who wrote a separate piece who I don't know. It was a trivia question. It was like one of the only oh, really? things we got wrong. I we read had that nearly book and a perfect I score. Tell you. Oh yeah. no, we did get it right, and it was it's uh, Rudyard Kipling. No, Knowles. His last name is Knowles, oh. and he was like, "I'm sure. It's, I think it's just like Robert Knowles." And I was like, "Let's <laughs> okay. do it." I never remember. I don't think I've ever worked that hard, really, except for on my own specific projects. Because mm-hmm. right now I'm working on a project that's a freelance project, and it's. Like, thinking about having to do it is such a chore. But if it were my movie, I wouldn't even be here right now. I'd still be working on it, you know? I, like, yeah. wouldn't sleep or I would, you know? See, yeah, I guess my my version of motivation is pretty different because I, I would get motivated by an idea, you know? Like, I'm motivated by, I think, like, and it's 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 kind of weird because it's an, it's, it's an impossible thing to bottle, you know? So I'm motivated by just creativity in that way where it would be like if someone was like i have this thing that i'm doing i think that would motivate me like very much you know if they were like so i I don't know but i I don't have a lot of motivation that's like yeah but like let's say i I guess i also like having control too you know when it's something like that where the the project itself i don't fully believe in Mm. and then yeah you not have like set hours on it or just like it's like well what the heck am i doing this for like what you hear? Show us your support and leave us a review on iTunes. Death knell to motivation is uh, negative, like negative thinking. Like I'll come up with something, or like you said, somebody will have a good idea and I'll be involved in it in some way or be part of it, and then my mind will go, well, what's the point if we're not going to make money or if it's not going, you know, if only a certain amount of people are going to hear it or see it. It goes like, oh, well, why do it? But that's obviously not the way to do it because everything has started from a small place, you know? You know what I mean? Like everybody, everybody's show or everybody's movie or whatever yeah. was at some point like a well, no, but you can also 50 be... people listening to it, you know? Yeah, of course, right. But you, I mean, you, you have certain people that motivate you, I think. I mean... Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously if Derek's doing something, it's because yeah. I can, like, guarantee, which is, like, actually kind of a selfish thing, but I can guarantee that the result is going to be worth my time, mm-hmm. whereas when I'm, like, the thing I'm working on now, I can already tell that, like, I don't even really want my name on it, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, uh, like I just don't think the result 
is going to live up to because it, 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 I mean, I'm not saying that like that sounds super artsy or something like editing. Oh, like it takes a lot out of you yeah. or whatever. And that, cause it doesn't do that. It's just that you won't, you know, it's like you've designed, you have a way of painting or something. And then someone's like, oh, you should paint like this. And you're like, okay. And if you're going to pay me, I'll do it. But it doesn't feel right, you know, and it's harder to get like excited about it, it yeah does. it feels and I think more that, like work you know yeah i right and i think that there is a distinct difference between uh work and motivation you know where it's like oh this is something even if you do something you enjoy you're like you know like you editing a a, a documentary or whatever is if you told yourself that in high school you'd be like wow i, I made it like that that was my dream you yeah know? yeah that's actually that's something i've thought about a lot because like i'm getting paid to do this you right know? like this is this is you know, I'm not like a construction worker or something. Right, right, not right. Not that there's anything wrong with construction work. But. No, and if I were a construction worker, I'd be making way more money. Uh, yeah, you know? no, I'm just saying like <laughs> as, far, as far as what your, as no, your motivations No, exactly, like were. what I set out to do, like in so many ways. Like, uh, like if you told me, you know, 10 years ago that I would be teaching at Boston College and my college girlfriend actually had the same last name as one of the my roommates now mm-hmm. who is also a female so if you were like you live with this girl and you well, teach at bc and you no, have no, a, you okay. have a one-eyed dog t- and now all that stuff now you're talking about lying to your 10 year old 10 no 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 but ago, it sounds so. but like on paper well, i would have been like oh my god you know and then like but then like you get there and like i do teach at bc but i don't make enough to like, yeah, live right and i do live with that with a girl that, but has a, you know, <laughs> a I mean, I'm just saying, person. yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I understand, yeah, I understand that there are different people, but it's like almost like <laughs> careful. Glad. It's like I was, it's like a monkey paw situation uh-huh. where I like what I wished for, I wasn't specific enough. Yeah, is yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, you didn't get. Uh, yeah, like got I was a, just like, a, I'll take a, any Smith, you know, or you whatever got a the last name version of. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah, and I'll teach at BC, and they're like, ha, you're roped into BC, <laughs> but you can't go right. to any other school oh, to teach because you, all your time's taken up. Yeah. But you're not, you're not going to get benefits. You're not going to get full time pay. You will be teaching in <laughs> BC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like you'll get to edit a documentary, which you don't think we'll be able to play anywhere, mainly because there are images from Life magazine that we <laughs> haven't cleared in it. There's like, it's illegal from yeah. me. For all for all intensive yeah. purposes, in terms of what I was taught, at least. Sure. Like yeah. I know that there's a lot of interesting creative common rules behind uh, documentaries where you can, you know, like there's so many things that are kind of in the public domain. Like news footage is mm-hmm. owned by the like you know ABC or whatever, but yeah, it's in public domain also you see that a lot of times in like news critique shows like the daily show they'll yeah. air i mean they'll air something that happened two days ago right right you right know, and i think that direct it's just from like kind of game i think it's kind of yeah. game unless it's like yeah i think i mean obviously unless they're, they're paying maybe they pay like thousands of dollars to use that stuff it doesn't maybe, really make maybe. sense though yeah, but I, I mean, know. I know like like a photograph, like a famous photograph. Yeah, I mean, from, I know like, you can go and to like archive.org and watch every second of the news from like nine eleven or something. But I don't know specifically what the law is there, but 
Yeah, and neither do I. And I would would think that the person who's made many documentaries would have these answers. <laughs> and when so. he was just like, oh, I just grab off the internet, I was like, okay. And my favorite part is that like sometimes I'll be watching it and be like, oh, this sequence is really good. And then I'll realize that that isn't a part I edited. That's like a sequence from something we took it, you know, something that was yeah. previously edited. And it was no, like a chunk see, I put it in. Yeah. And I'll be like, wow, that's really great with the music and everything. And they're like, oh, wait, I didn't do that. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rough Sketch Pod. Like what, I mean, what is motivation? It's just like the drive to get something done. And what motivates most people, I think, is like money is a big motivator for a lot of people. Isn't Status. that sort of an empty motivator? Oh, certainly. Yeah. But I mean, I that's don't the thing think... you hear. I mean, and like we were talking about earlier, if you take a step back and look at your life, like, oh, I have a job. Where I, you know, I make TV or like people come in and have a video project that they want to work on. And my whole job is to help them make that happen, you know? And it's like that. That's another monkey paw situation, though. But it is, but it isn't. Because that is what I do. And, you know, I make enough to to survive. And it's like, and I'm not like one of those people. Because, like, you know, we all have friends where you talk to and it's like, oh, I have to go to work today, you know, like, yeah, yeah and I yeah. never have that situation, you know, it's like. I'm- I think what messes me up is that I think that I came up with my dream at too young of an age mm-hmm. when I was like 11 before I understood the world. And now I can't even come close to living up to that, Yeah, which was like working on things that. Well, see, but see, I'm... Like thousands and thousands and thousands of people see, like yeah. hundreds of thousands, I should say, or like being known for what you do. Like, yeah. I don't, that was like my motivation early on. Like, I okay. legitimately thought that I would, like, I never told anybody because I thought that it would sound so silly. Mm-hmm. But I thought, like, I remember being like, oh, I'll work with Natalie Portman and like Benicio Del Toro. And sure. honestly, like doing the math on the ages being like okay well, yeah they won't school, be too old by and the then time. like yeah and then yeah. being like all right five or six years as like an assistant director like i mapped it all out and i was like okay yeah i could still work with those people and like i i uh, you know and then it i mean in college it obviously i started being like oh okay this mm-hmm. is a little different but i still i didn't lose hope at all i mean my plan was like i was really motivated after school i went right to new york and i was like i'm gonna get a job in new york yeah and then eventually that will transition its way either into some sort of job in L.A. or, like... And I was totally ready to, like, pay my dues for, like, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Like, I knew that that's what it was all about. Um, and then when I, got, when I got there and I was like, you are, like, uh, not even ready to, like, have a job at Blockbuster in New York City. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? In terms of, like, my greenness just for the city. Like, I would go into an interview and people were like... <laughs> You know, they would just, like, laugh at me. Because yeah. it just, like, wasn't even, like, you know, like, the city itself was getting me down, you know? Like, sure. They could see that I was, like... Yeah, you're not... You know, gonna, I was, like, yeah. the Hudsucker proxy or whatever. Like, I was, like, yeah. I was straight off a you bus were, from yeah, Indiana. Yeah, you were, like, like, in the midst of being eaten alive. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. And all the other people who were adjusted would just, like, look at me, like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Like, there's one of the guys getting crushed by the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got... Yeah, I give him... And I lost motivation guy, really quickly. I give that guy a month and a half. Yeah, like, I didn't even... Like some, they like. I had interviews where they like broke me, you know. Yeah. Like I had one job where (laughs) I answer all the questions. I was doing really well, and they're like, "Well, what's your design experience?" Or like, "Do you have design experience?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, design. Like design. You mean like, uh, what do you mean by design?" (laughs) And there, and I was like, uh, you know, the guy was like slapped his forehead, you know. And I was like, "Yeah, like Photoshop and whatnot." (laughs) 
Yeah, like design, like a like I applied for a position. I, have I a didn't nice, understand the title. Like a, I have a nice throw rug that yeah. that ties the room together. If that's I was like, yeah, mean. I can use all them filters on Photoshop. Is that is that what you mean by design? I have pretty good taste, you know. I, yeah. won't, I won't choose Comic Sans or whatever. <laughs> I know about some cool font websites. Like, what do you mean? So yeah, so going back to your point, I do think like it's a generational thing to have this drive to be known or famous or something. And that uh, for me, it's not. Um, fame in the sense of fame for fame's sake mm-hmm. at all. In fact, I think that fame is one of the worst things that can hap- come with success. Yeah. You know? But I'm not even particularly motivated by money either. Neither. Yeah. No, it was just I mean, like, I would like to have it. Yeah. My thing was that, like, oh, well, with that, you get control. It mm-hmm. goes back to control. Like, I get to, like, if you get, if you're successful and stuff, you can do make the movie and do the thing the way you want to do it in in like in every form like think about what tarantino is able to do or wes anderson like they have or scorsese which we'll get to or mm-hmm. apatow mm-hmm. they have so much they have so much control it's bad especially for apatow you especially know? for apatow yeah, like it, he it, ends up putting his kids in the movie <laughs> and stuff yeah he's like here's here's a documentary where like paul rudd plays me yeah and shoot my face in uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. So I guess, I guess I am pretty controlling or when it comes to that, I just need it to be, I want it to be my way or the highway. Right. But there's no structure where that works like instantly like that. No, not at all. Unless you're doing it yourself. Exactly. And that's why my, I've, I've reached a thousand people maybe total with my, yeah. like with my. And that's pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah. That's, I guess that's not bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah, and that's what I have to, like, I have to break that. That's what's made me unmotivated is the distance from my dream. But that dream makes is not, like, a rational one. It didn't. I didn't come up with it in a time period where I understood how things worked. Mm-hmm. So, like, then I get easily unmotivated when I realize how far I am from that goal. Yeah, but, there, there's kind of a theme in, in both of the things we're going to be reviewing today where, where motivation or, or success doesn't necessarily line up with talent, you know? Your motivation can change in a moment, like, based on necessity. For example, my my brother just had a baby, and now yeah. I'm sure his motivations for basically all things have changed, like, right. overnight, you know? Right. Part five. It's Oscar off part five for it all is. you who don't know what that was. <laughs> And uh, I don't know who goes first, but it goes best animated, documentary, foreign film, best director, best picture. Who does go first? You. Okay, so best animated. Yay, I win. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to take Inside Out. Are you? Yeah, I am. And you think you're going to win? Yeah, you think it's going to be Anomalisa? No shit it's going to be Anomalisa. I don't think it is. I think it's going to be Inside Out. All right. That's okay. We're huh? done, we're done that category. Did you darn? Read, did you read the? Uh... Oh, what was there something I was supposed to read? Oh, I didn't even read them out. Sorry, yeah. Anomalisa, Boy in the World. I'm sure that's. I mean, I'm sure all of these are great, actually. But you yeah. never, you don't see them for like another year. Inside Out, Shaun the Sheep, and When Marnie Was There. Um. Oh, is that? Oh, is that Hayao Miyazaki? It's it the really, company. Really, certainly looks. Oh yeah, didn't Miyazaki retire? Yeah, or something. He yeah. exploded or whatever. Yeah. And then uh he floated he, back up to space. Yeah, he turned into a light and a light dragon. <laughs> um and sh- I bet of all these honestly, I bet Shaun of the Sheep is like the most fun of all of them. 
because yeah. it's a silent well, claymation, well, faux claymation it's, movie. It's done by the Wallace and Gromit folk. Yeah. Looks like it. It is. Yeah. Uh, I but saw yeah, a trailer, I and I laughed like eight times during the trailer, so I yeah. bet it's pretty good. But anyway, I'm pe- taking Inside Out, and you t- you're taking Anomaly. So this is obviously, I'm, I'm, I obviously want Anomalisa to win. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you just look at the, I mean, the Anomalisa poster is like eighty percent reviews. So. Yeah, but so it's a Pixar. Everybody likes Pixar. I know, but Anomalisa is like an hour and ten minutes long. It's fucking perfect for that. I don't know. I guess we'll find we'll, out. We will see. Yeah. yeah. And the next guess of the category is best documentary. The Ooh. nominees are Amy. Ooh. Cartel Land, The Look of Silence, What Happened to Miss Simone, and Winter on Fire, Ukraine's Fight for Freedom. I was going to read out the like directors and stuff, but none of these people have normal names, so never mind. Well, there's Joshua They're, Oppenheimer. Yeah. But in, in, in it's What Happened, Miss Simone, not What Happened to Miss Simone. Did I say two? Yeah, that's but that's weird. okay. Put in all name. right, so I have actually seen all of these. I have seen none of these. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for anybody watching, uh, Cartel Land, What Happened, Miss Simone, and Winter on Fire are all on Netflix. Uh-huh. Uh, Look of Silence is not. And Amy, I believe, is on HBO. Mm-hmm. If you have HBO, go or whatever. Um, so it's you, though. Go go ahead and oh, pick. Oh, shit. You know that Look of Silence is the same director as um, uh, The Act of Killing. Oh, is it? It's a companion film. Oh, yeah, yeah. I should have seen that then. Nuts. It was incredibly cool. Uh, I thought you went to the screening with me with the director. No. I went went with John. I can never remember who I saw movies with because I'm focused on the movies. Yeah, that's true. Uh, All right. This is a total guess. You know what? I'm going to go with Look of Silence because you told me that thing. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with Amy, but this is the same thing as last category. I almost took Amy. Um, you want Look of Silence to win, but yeah, you think Amy like, is the popular choice? Although uh, Cartel Land is good, but it's uh, Cartel Land's about like the border of U.S. and how they're like vigilante mm-hmm. groups, and it shows both sides of the people like trying to get over the people trying to keep them from going over. On it's you know showing basically all angles of it, but then they're like vigilante militant groups that yeah. are not sanctioned by anybody who just like rove the hillsides with guns and That's stuff crazy. and like catch people bringing drugs over. It's bringing drug trade over. It's yeah. not just it's not immigration. That it's sounds like, good. Yeah, it, it it is good. Winter on Fire is what modern document is the is the modern documentary because it's about or the or like the Ukraine revolution in 2013 and the amount of coverage they have because the amount of cell phone footage and the quality of that footage is like they must have had thousand hours because mm-hmm. of all the people who are there so they like for the first time in documentary history you have like a unique event of like an old man being beaten by sure, some sure. stormtrooper type guys and you'll have it from like three angles like you'll be able to cut it like a regular movie yeah, because well, I mean, you'll have coverage. Right. And you can see that that's like clearly changing journalism, uh, yeah. you know, cause like all of the, you know, as far as like the police brutality stories and stuff, like, yeah, exactly, all of that know. stuff is captured. Yeah. There's a, there's a documentary coming soon. Yeah. I bet about that yeah. with, with tons of footage about that stuff. Right. Um, so, I mean, uh, yeah. And I thought they were all good. I mean, the, the problem with it, Amy is um, it's good. And it may, it made me understand her. Mm hmm. 
which is the most important thing. You know, I really do think I understand her story and I realize how she's a tragic character now, which sure. I never really fully understood. I was just like, yeah, she did drugs and she did too many drugs. Like, mm-hmm. But I understand, like, that's the pressure. She's not the kind of person who even wanted that, wanted to be put in the She was just position. very, just she just got absurdly pushed along. talented, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. her talent got, like, she just wanted to be a, a you know, a jazz singer or a blues singer or yeah. whatever you call it. And uh, <laughs> whatever you call it, I can't even remember. Uh, <laughs> Good document. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's sad, but in another way, it's not, it's not grand. I, I don't know. One's like a microscope into one person's life, and then a look of silence is like a, a massive undertaking, like mm-hmm. a thing that the world community has turned a blind eye to for like 60 years, and it, you know, it's the opposite. It's like a, what's the opposite of a microscope? A not, but telescope? Not, <laughs> telescope, yes. Yes, a, a telescope if you were on the moon looking back at the Earth. Huh? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, that makes no sense. No, right. it doesn't. Our next, next category. category is foreign language film. Yeah, just like that last segment, I was speaking in foreign language just yeah. to prepare. Uh, so it's Embrace the Serpent, which is amazing, and I haven't seen it, but I just know. Okay. Uh, Mustang, which I believe is the first Hungarian movie ever to be nominated, mm. directed by a woman. Um, I might be wrong. might be Turkish. Uh, Son of Saul, Thebe, and A War. Yeah. I think this one's kind of obvious. Well, uh, is it my go? Yeah. All right, I'm going to take Son of Saul. Yeah. Because it's the only the one I've seen. Though. Yeah, that is the winner. Okay. What are you going with? Mm. Mustang. All women. Hungarian movie. Thebe. I hear good things. Mustang, it says French. Oh, I guess I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Son of Saul is the Hungarian movie. That's what I meant. You're done. I mean, I'm done. I- I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick Inside Out. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to go with Thebe, just because uh, I like the name. Next category. Uh, the next category is directing. We're in the big two now. Directing big two. and big picture. And if, every, uh, if everybody's getting nervous, like, what happened to documentary short, short subject in those movies? We skipped them. We skipped them, although I would like to give a shout out that Best Animated Short Film will be World of Tomorrow, or hopefully will be World of Tomorrow by... My 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 friend. He's not my friend. I don't even know him, but I like him. Oh yeah, uh, and friend of Pod, definitely fr- friend of Pod for sure. And his, that his movie, that movie, World of Tomorrow, is on uh, Netflix as what well. Do you, do you think Don he's Hertzfeld. actually? You think the odds? I do are think he. Favorite? I do actually think they are. He's got I mean, some good good buzz. It it won a lot of festivals. Yeah. So and I think I mean I genuinely think it's amazing. Like the combination of that and Ex Machina is and uh, Mad Max has made it like the most interesting year for science fiction that mm-hmm. people are probably not even like it'll be like 15 years from now people look back and be like wow all those came out in the same year what a big impact they yeah, had yeah it's you like know? 20 years from now people will be saying son of saul is the best video game movie ever <laughs> right exactly or when the son of saul video game comes out <laughs> I mean, you just it'll be like to... it'll be that like that thing where find an orthodox hungarian priest <laughs> people people like oh the book is better be like oh no that movie that that video game was based on was way better <laughs> right it's a novelization all right let's podcast. get to these categories that people actually yeah care about. yeah true so the next category we're going to do is directing uh the nominees are the big short by adam mckay Mm. mad max fury road by george miller the revenant by alejandro gonzalez in r2 room by lenny abramson and spotlight by tom mccarthy bc alum really yeah major in english though no shit (laughs) yeah that's cool um oh man this is directing um this is hard man uh Actually, the person I want to get, I'm just realizing the person I want to get it now. Who? 
No, I'm not going to oh, yeah. tell you okay, okay. it's your pick, bro. So uh, you're going to think this is weird, and we haven't really talked about this too much. I want to give it to a- Abramson, actually, just because mm. I do think that the feat of kind of making that space yep. sort of the entire universe is a directorial achievement. Uh, achievement. Yeah. Uh, no matter, Yeah, no matter what you think about the rest of that movie or anything, uh, I, I think that that's a directorial achievement. Uh, I, that being said, what are you going to pick? That being said, <laughs> I'm going to go with The Revenant. Uh, poopsie poops. Anyway, no, I I'm, I'm going to go with, since I cannot pick The Revenant, I'm going to go with Spotlight. Uh, yeah. That's just because I want it. And when I was looking at this list, I was like, I kind of want George Miller. Because I know, if you I ever know, told me, they're like, oh, we're going to make a fourth Mad Max reboot. And it, I'm going to be like, well, that's going to be terrible, mm-hmm. you know, considering the last and one we got. it is definitely an achievement in directing. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. No kidding. It's like it's like the lack of special effects that are used is so unbelievable. There it's are just like, like, also like four different universes in that movie, you know? like Right, right, right. It, like the storytelling is so amazing yeah. that they just don't bother explaining anything. And, and no, they and say, it all works. And it's, they it's say all... so much more by not explaining. Like basically it's like like they they're relying on the human understanding of the need for water to tell like 80 percent of their <laughs> right. story yeah exactly exactly and like you have to piece like, together that those people that the guy the war boys are like irradiated sort of but yeah i mean any people who don't get that by like halfway through the movie it's like dude they have like tumors on them and like yeah they're pale and they don't have hair yeah <laughs> i just love that like I, that's such a strong uh, idea to me where he, when that in the beginning where they release the water and he's like don't get addicted that's pathetic yeah. like being addicted to water is like being an animal yeah yeah it's like dune if dune had balls yeah if yeah dune, if pretty dune much. wasn't just a mind idea like that's all mind <laughs> dune, yeah if dune wasn't like don quixote and impossible to make <laughs> yeah yeah apparently yeah. but uh, yeah so i'll say spotlight my boy there. Okay. I like it. I love that movie. I like it. All right. Here it comes. Big category. Best yeah. picture. Best pick. We got The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. <laughs> That's the Boston accent version of mm-hmm, Spotlight. Mm-hmm. Which I would like to say, oh, it's my pick. It's Holy your Christ. Pick, yeah. I don't want this pick. I know. It's a tough. I don't want this. I don't want to pick any of them. All right. I'll pick Revenant. You're picking Revenant. I'm picking Spotlight. Sweet. Uh, again, this is this yeah. whole day of picks have been yeah. the opposite. Like I'd want the opposites. Basically. I know. We we just pick the uh, what the other one really wanted to pick. I'm a little. Let's just talk about Best Picture for a minute. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm a little bit afraid that it's going to be the Big Short, actually, which is weird to Why? say. What's well, making you think that? It's weird to say. I just I'm a little bit afraid. I uh, I don't know. I just have a kind of a sixth sense for these things, but. Uh, <laughs> Did you read something? Were you reading some industry? I don't know. I don't read. I didn't read anything. I saw an article I wanted to read, but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> Good job. In bro. prep for this. So you're going to hear a word from our sponsor, and then on to our dual show review of Love and Vinyl. Legendary gay director John Waters once said, If you go over someone's house and they don't have books, don't fuck them. Based on that philosophy, we've developed Hearable, an innovative audiobook service with a twist. You don't even have to read the book. Hearable. Interested in being the kind of person who's read Infinite Chest? Well, guess what? Even the audiobook is 19 hours. We've got you covered from cover to cover in only five minutes. Hearable. Our team here at Hearable have condensed thousands of literary classics into easy-to-understand five-minute audio clips. Get a stranglehold on Thomas Pynchon's brilliant and challenging Gravity's Rainbow while sitting in line at the drive-thru for McDonald's. Hearable. We offer 
overbridged summaries of story and character, explain relevant metaphors and themes, and even give you talking points and lofty questions to put them back in their place. Hear, hear, hearable. Finnegan's wake? More like Finnegan's asleep, am I right? Do you have a large bookshelf full of books you have half read and quarter understood? Not anymore with hearable. Hearable. With hearable, we'll make you sound so smart, she might even fuck you again. Be king of the library without turning a page. Hear, 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 hearable. Hearable, the fastest way to be smart without learning. Hearable. This review may contain spoilers. Listen at your own risk. Hey, let's watch a thing. Everybody likes to watch a thing. Let's talk about that thing. Everybody likes to watch a thing. Hey, we just watched a thing. When I started in this business, rock and roll was real and pure. Mr. Finestra, is there a problem with the document? this company from nothing right and now we're selling it i'm talking about our dreams man you don't understand okay here's what i do understand richard you're high yeah i was so what it's a privilege to do this job to introduce the world to new music to shape the culture richie we're gonna be bankrupt in a month going in a new direction trying to bring us into the future well you're over there in the future i'm here in the present trying to keep the lights on hey we're about to turn a corner that the Nazis told my Uncle Isaac. Showers, right around the corner. I want fresh parties today. I have something. I think they're pretty good. Where'd you find them? I saw the singer on the subway, and I liked his look. That's what I'm talking about. Do you have any idea how screwed we are? I'm sure he's fine. Yeah, of course he's fine. He's always fine. Give me You got a guilty conscience, and this is what you come up with? That's it. That's all I got. I promise I'm going to bring us back. Let's show people how rock and roll is supposed to make you feel. Heaven knows they want to break you apart. And that was a clip from the new HBO show Vinyl, uh, starring Bobby Cannavale, in which a, a New York music executive in the late 1970s hustles to make a career out of the city's diverse music scene. Which is a very, very broad definition of this show. Yeah. Uh, it is. Well, who are the creators here, really? It's credited as Scorsese and Mick Jagger with Terrence Winter, who created uh, Boardwalk Empire and was also a uh, Sopranos writer. Correct, right. Uh, who is responsible, actually, for some of the better episodes in the late seasons of The Sopranos, where which, you know, people have differing opinions on the quality of those, but... Uh, and of course, I could go on about that forever. Yeah, because... that's another podcast when we do yeah. Sopran Pod. So it's, this show is interesting. We're only going to be talking about the first episode. There is a second episode available, but yes. there's plenty to talk about in the pilot because it's yeah. basically a two-hour movie. Right, the pilot is 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 two hours long. Directed by Scorsese. Directed by Scorsese, and is very much a child of Scorsese. Yeah. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how this, prog- based on the fact that it's 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 actually a pretty 
bookended movie this first episode yeah. you know like it's got a it's got a clear story it'll be interesting to see how they kind of transition it into a television show from this point forward yeah so the stars really it's bobby cannavale is the star his wife is olivia wilde uh-huh. and then some of the side characters are ray romano it's, yep. it's actually he's good he is. It's I nice gonna, to see I, him, you know. He I, He's actually always been a very interesting actor when he's taking it seriously. And I think well, that what if... what else is he taking it seriously? Uh, I mean, he was on... He was, he's been on a couple, like, Welcome network... Welcome to Mooseville? No, he's... Well, yeah. He's been on a couple network-type shows uh, that are that were dramas that I I, I just His think His stand-up was great, too, way yeah, back. Yeah, he's a funny guy. And he also did a, a stand-up documentary that I watched the whole thing, and I thought... You know, it's not my particular kind of comedy, but uh, yeah, no, I saw and I saw the documentary about them. Uh, it's like shipping a road. Raymond all over the world, like selling it to uh-huh. all different countries with the producer there, and he's in some of that. And it was he was funny. And it was interesting. Yeah, he's kind of one of those guys that like talk about a monkey paw situation. There, you know, sure, like you just get roped into the like a very popular shitcom, and then I you know. can't get out of it. You know. Yeah, like yeah, there's no way out, you know. So yeah, basically, he had an interesting early career. I mean, yeah, he, he was a regular on Doctor Katz, which is one of actually a show that I love. I love Doctor uh, Katz. I was yeah. so confused by it when I first saw it. So he did start off as kind of an offbeat. Talk about rough sketch. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> but so uh, it's basically Bobby Cannavale trying to figure out go- going from just being a uh, having a good year mm-hmm. and working in clubs and stuff to. You know, as a bartender mm-hmm. to like finding an artist. Yeah, well, it's told taking over a record label. Yeah, and it's told like piecemeal, mm-hmm. piecemeal with like episodically with jumping back and forth, kind of nonlinear yep. storytelling, which I found to be unnecessary. I think a linear story would have been far more interesting, but I think that they're setting up a structure so that they can jump around in the show. Well, no, you're I co- totally disagree already because you have to tell it non-linearly because the story is picking up on this point in his life. So you can't be like it, it can't jump like 30 years in the span of like the first show. That'd be weird. Exactly, exactly. What if it were a movie, I would want it to be told mm. linearly. Sure. Because but the it's not two big things that happen in the episode happen in the same it's not like happening in the past and it's not like they need it for the climax, you mm-hmm. know? So But they have to do the job of, of establishing you know, who the characters are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that it's probably how you have to do it, but it that all those reasons don't make it. I mean, I, it makes me understand why, what the motivation was behind doing yeah. it. But for me, I just it didn't need to be fractured. In fact, I think it would have been more powerful if it were as a singular thing. Mm-hmm. And I understand it's as a, a show well, why it so, would work. So a little bit of history. It's a very unique situation because it is a two-hour Martin Scorsese directed piece. So you really do have that natural inclination to. Judge, judge it, it like judge a Scorsese like a movie. movie yeah. When Terrence Winter and Martin Scorsese were coming together on it, it was originally thought of as a movie. The threads of it being a movie are there, but there is also the part of it where you can't judge it as if it were a movie because they are establishing there are certain things that TV shows just have to do. Right. No, because then then they're so pigeonholed if you if mm-hmm. you feel like you've covered that time or you've established some sort of setting that's or some sort of style from the pilot, and then 
where it's all linear, then you have to stay linear. And, mm-hmm. you know, then if a director of a future episode, a writer of a future episode, wants to go back to yeah. when he was just scrubbing. Yeah, it leaves open so many more things. And so I guess yeah. I shouldn't judge it negatively on that, but it did it did make me go, oh. That said, You like, could re-edit this more powerfully, I think. Yeah, that said, you know, as far as it being a setup for a television show... There's almost no way that a, a regular television show can maintain this kind of pace, like this kind of of uh, of all all the activity going on and all that stuff. You know, it's it's almost it almost has to at some point settle back down into whatever it's going to be. You know, like a a record company office drama or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's why I don't. I just don't even. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a good idea for a Are show. You, no, I. <laughs> it's co- like I Mad actually Men. completely disagree with you. Yeah, well, a, se- uh, a a television show set in a seventies record company. Or like what? There's yeah, but it doesn't feel like that's what for, it's going to be. Um, I guess so. I there's guess endless I guess. possibilities for what they could do. I know, but the, my problem is like the execution seemed weird. Like there were long scenes. Where not very much happens, and then there were very short scenes where all the exposition came out. And so, give me it, an example. Uh, you know, like they would have a long scene of you know Cannavale's realization about uh, how good some musician is by mm-hmm. him slowly watching it. And I'm not necessarily That's, talking about the first time because that uh-huh. was. I think the opening of the show is amazing. But him kind of like hearing somebody or just a long, like a scene that I think goes on too long. See, I actually completely disagree. I actually think that that is like. Deve- and then they'll fall. De- developing his skill as, you know, someone who hears, who can hear music and immediately tell that it's that it's a hit or and also this is the perfect time for them to do that you know because like now they can rely on the audience understanding his abilities as a as a hit maker as a as a, but we haven't really seen that we just know that he can feel the power of it we haven't seen him really be we know that he was successful i don't yeah. know it's well, just like I mean, then no, there would the, be a scene where he'd be like we got to do this or the germans are gonna do this and we already said that we signed led zeppelin and like it just felt like scenes where they're like, okay, we probably lost the audience there because we were being narratively experimental. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got to just make sure they're still with us on what's going on with the plot. And it didn't mm-hmm. feel – those scenes just like – I mean, it's just an opinion, but it, those didn't feel natural to me. You know? Mm-hmm. It just didn't – they didn't integrate themselves naturally into the story Sure. You know, I don't know. It didn't. It, it, yeah. Didn't it know, feel like it felt like somebody trying to make a Martin Scorsese movie? Yes. I, well, th- that <laughs> you know? is the thing. Like, I do think that there. Th- it was definitely like Martin Scorsese's greatest hits for sure. I yeah. mean, you know, obviously the Coke stuff is. And I have to say at this point that uh, I could not be more. I could not have been more uh, into anything that Andrew Dice Clay had to do with this. I thought he was unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, he plays Buck Rogers. I want to see. I want to see him. I mean, he was great in in he was great in Blue Jasmine too. I actually think that Andrew Dice Clay is developing for himself kind of an interesting career here if he it, can keep doing this kind of thing. It's hilarious. Dice Clay renaissance. Yeah. Exactly. Um, no, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, the show could go on and be amazing, but. There were only really two scenes that I really liked, and that was the whole opening sequence. I was like, that should have just been it. 
at like when it cuts to the credit, I was like, that it should have just been a short movie. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, why? Why does he have a detective's business card? Like, oh, I don't yeah. even want the answer to any of that. You right, know? right, right. Um, and then the payola scene where Ray Romano's got to go in and like pay the DJs to. Oh yeah, because it's like I, I want to try. That I thing always with the wanted. <laughs> I always wanted to see it that really hard. because I'd always heard about payola, you know, and yeah. how like you buy a hit. Anyway, I think that the show potentially. I mean, I'm will continue to watch it and see what happens. Definitely. But I'm actually a hundred percent in because uh, yeah, the you, premise... you definitely are way more on board than I am at this. Well, point. I mean, yeah. The, I mean, as much as uh, well, and the Terrence Winters involvement actually kind of scares me because mm. uh, the it seems like on Boardwalk Empire they were purposefully swinging and missing in order to piss me off. Like, <laughs> That's it, what they I read the memo. The entire the, yeah, the yeah exactly piss Anthony off. The entire that entire series is like this is the story that would be interesting and this is the direction <laughs> we're going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's like let's make a story about crime that's adjacent to the beginning of the American mob, and then almost tell and have characters that were intricately involved in the beginning of the American mob be main characters of the show. But let's not focus on the development <laughs> of the American mob at all. Uh, and it's it's yeah. And know, Mick name, Jagger was like, "You want to hear some stories?" Well, that's well, no, that's the other thing. <laughs> or what? Was that's he the like other thing. That it, no, no, no. That's the other thing about the show that is a disaster, as far as I'm concerned, is that. The kid who plays the leader of the punk band is Mick Jagger's son. Oh, and who plays. he was by far the weakest link in this show. Yeah, I didn't like any of the portrayal of any of the musicians. Like no. when do you actually, Led do Zeppelin, you know? that was like a skit. Dude. Yeah, the Led Zeppelin was that was maybe maybe my second least favorite scene was was that guy playing. Is Jimmy that that's supposed to be? But the other one's supposed to be Sid Vicious, right? No, I, I I see what you're saying. I'll, I just would rather I would just prefer all unique bands mm-hmm. instead of bands that are sort of bands. Yeah, like, that he's clearly well, no, sort I, of I supposed to be Sid Vicious. I uh, getting into fights with the audience, mm-hmm. being a shitty punk band, wearing the leather yeah, jacket. But it's not just. I mean, there were every band was doing that back then. That's okay, yeah, just, true. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. True, true. Uh, so they just kind of made like an amalgamation of yeah. Which that's is fine. Just, that's I just, just don't. What that scene was, and I understand the importance of having Led Zeppelin. I mean, in the importance yeah, story-wise think... of saying Led Zeppelin because it's important to the story there too. This is just a guess of mine. I don't think they're going to yeah. do a ton of that. I don't think there'll be any other. Fake, rarely, fake the rarely. People. I don't right, think they're exactly. going to have actors playing old music. I think they'll no. do a little bit. You know, right. and maybe it'll be like that's oh. clearly from when it was a movie when they were like, all right, well, we can get yeah. we'll get these songs because it's a fucking movie, you right? Know? You right. Know? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing is that like, and I we'll think... get somebody who's not like a Jimmy Page like from the Jimmy Page website, you know, like yeah. like that like you rent that comes was... to parties. Exactly. And stuff. Exactly. That that's what it felt like. It was embarrassing. Yeah, that was silly. But how does this tie into motivation? Really, it's the main... What is driving the story is, at the core, is what is this main character's motivation? Is it to his family? Certainly Mm -hmm. doesn't seem to be, although he loves his family. Is it for the money? Doesn't really seem to be that, because though he does need the money to keep his business going, but what is it? And it is the... his passion for the music yeah. how he knows that music can be like a transcendent experience yeah and it, it, it is a story of kind of like a, a one super talented guy like i was saying earlier talent doesn't always equal success right this guy is I, that is what they were trying to portray that this guy is otherworldly at, at picking out right he's he's saying Divine. i could never yeah. i could never be a musician myself but 
good lord, can I pick them? You know, like, right. I know it when I see it. Right. Like, for example, when they are listening to, like, a demo of ABBA and everybody's kind of yeah. making fun of it. And he comes exactly in the room. Right. He's like, in three chords, I can tell that this. They're going to be filling football stadiums. Yeah. That's exactly right. So right. so it's just kind of him. It's going to be his talent kind of dragging everybody else along. Right. You know, and I think that that's so. It is, it is actually, it's funny that you mentioned Mad Men, not just because it's a period piece, but. There, it's almost definitely going to run that same course seems, where seems where 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 Juno Temple is going to end up being, who is actually I think fantastic. She, she did good. I really uh, want to have sex with her. She's very attractive. <laughs> um, who she's going to end up being kind of the Peggy Olsen character, who's yeah. like the one other person in the office who has that kind of talent. I mean, that in that scene where it was like, and the the sandwich girl comes, out, I was like, that yeah, was yeah, such yeah. a Peggy it's Olsen, a Peggy Olsen thing, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, like, dude, uh, if you're going to steal, yeah, you're, or if you're you going like, to take the yeah. best show in the last five years well hmm. what about nathan for you that's my favorite show in the past five years we should do an episode on nathan for you all right so let's transition and uh play a clip from the show the netflix show love so that'll be 235 dude i don't have my wallet can i pay you back later this isn't a charity i'm good for it i'll come right back you know what i got this okay and a pack of cigarettes uh Pack of smokes. Parliaments. Hey, I have money. I can pay you back. It's totally cool. It's on me. Don't be a fucking hero. I'm Mickey. I'm Gus. Follow me. <laughs> what do you do? I'm a program manager at a radio station. I could never date a coworker. What a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, what a bad idea. Maybe we should both quit. <laughs> I'm joking. One of us quit. I'm kidding. You know what's good for a hangover? Weeds. Oh. You're really good at that. <laughs> You're like a 40-year-old, 12-year-old. You just heard a clip from Judd Apatow and Leslie Arfan. Is that how we want to say yeah. it? Arfin. Arfin. And Paul Rust. Not mm-hmm. Paul Rudd. Nope. Paul Rust, who is also <laughs> Off, the main actor. Off-brand Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah, it's like a <laughs> like the Mr. Pib of Paul Rudd. Yeah, exactly. Um, with, it stars uh, uh, Jillian Jacobs and Claudia O'Doherty and and Paul Rust, Rust himself, Rust, yeah. Rusty and Rusting it up. Um, it's got ten episodes. It's also got a litany of famous directors, comedy yes, directors. Every we single got, one. I we saw. got John Slattery doing two episodes. We got mm-hmm. Buscemi doing one. Mm-hmm. We got. Michael Showalter, Joe Swanberg, Mm -hmm. Dean Holland, who I don't recognize that name, and Maggie Carey as all the different directors. Here, I'm going to look up Dean Holland. I think Dean Holland was very involved in this show, actually. Yeah, he basically is um, behind Parks and Rec. Yeah. He's the producer behind Parks and Rec. sweet. Parks and Rec may be the best sitcom of the last 10 years. Yeah. I'll have to think about that. It's a definitely a good one. Yeah, I'm just throwing that up off the top of my head. If I forgot <laughs> something, feel free to tweet at us that I'm a moron. Yeah, I'm sure. Because I do I'm that. Sh- Sometimes I just talk off the top of my head. Well, yeah, and we are morons, so that's not a problem. That's also true. Okay. Oh, it is Iris. I was not sure. It is Iris Apatow. Yeah. Um, so there's other there are comedians in here, too, like Bobby Lee pops up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Bobby Lee, the great, he's, he's the great Mad TV comedian. Who yeah, but he's is famous. Andy for being Dick like, has an episode. Was, Bobby Lee is famous for being like some Asians talk like this. No, yeah, but he's, he's like, like a crazy LA comic apparently now. Oh. 
Like, okay. I mean, he people, looks he looks very different than where, where like the his Mad TV days. I mean, apparently he's like really nutty. Oh, Andy Dick has a great episode. Yeah, he's he, that's uh, a high point for me. Yeah. So the, basically, the show is not breaking any ground. Certainly uh, not. Certainly not. It is very archetypal. It is yeah, very is, apatow. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of, it's kind of a nice companion piece to Aziz Ansari's Master of None, which yes. Netflix. I mean, and we will compare them in a moment. Okay. But I, first, I just want to get out the brief storyline, sure, which sure. is that we have Jillian Jacobs' character, who's like a pretty girl who's cool, but her life isn't really together. She works at a radio station, NPR and type. Oh, well, and not she's really. an addict. She's an addict of all, of all forms. Um, mm-hmm. And then we have a on-set tutor. This all takes place in L.A., played by Paul Rust, who is uh, not cool, but kind Very of more... not cool. Yeah, but kind of more... T- like, has real friends and is really tied in mm-hmm. and is he's a genuinely like, nice person to the core. He's sort of like theater geeky in a way, yeah. I think. And they're kind of, and they're, it's like a yin and yang situation yep. that's very obvious and that you can tell when they meet up. They're, it's going to be like, they're going to be compatible in some ways, but then in other ways, one's genuinely a nice person and one's genuinely not very thoughtful of others, in my yep. opinion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we get to see where they clash and stuff. And then there's like a whole bunch of side characters and friends that are, it's very sitcom in that sense, it's like here are the friends. Like enter friends, you know, yeah. and uh, but done more casually and 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 realistically than than Master of None. In my uh, that yeah, they don't. Fe- it's not like here's the gay black right. lesbian yeah. white. I mean, if you go back and listen to our review, you can see that that was actually one of my main uh, yeah. flaws from that show is that I didn't think that that stuff was very natural. Yeah, like- this show. Continuity wise, this mm-hmm. feels the episodes don't feel in it. But what Master Numb was trying to do is more original, you know, in terms of it being more of that Louis style, mm-hmm. a bit more cinematic, yeah. certainly with the aspect yeah, ratio. Exactly. And being nobody, able to like, be like, we can tell a story about anything, kind yeah. of, you know? Nobody would nobody would compare love to Louis in no. a way that you could definitely compare Master of None to Louis, where it's like, yeah. this episode is about, this episode's not even funny. This episode, um, you know, yeah. this is a real, this is an emotional episode. Yeah. This is an episode about, you know, a serious topic. Right. This is an episode about something I see that happened. This, this is more of a... a, a a long form kind of apatow movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's very aware I mean, that it's a sitcom. I also you know think I mean? that this is a, a, a very close uh, uh, companion with, with the HBO show girls, which I think that that's, that's possible. Girls is a show that I've never gotten on board with mm-hmm. and it's, I'm not being sexist. I just, I can't even look at Lena, Lena, Lena Dunham. Like mm-hmm. she just makes me so angry for reasons that are, I don't get They're primal. That's fair. I mean, I'm. I watched. Like that. I want to murder her. I've, I mean, <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm I've seen kidding. every episode of that show. I am. Fasc- I I'm fascinated by it in sort of a Louis type way, where it is. It's never funny, but or it, it's occasionally funny, but it's it's got a very kind of a. It has its own style, and it's going with it. You know, it's. it's yeah. No, I you got. I gotta give. Mad ups for that. It's or interesting. Whatever, but it's an interesting. It's. I don't think it's a particularly good show. I think it's an interesting show, though, and it's something that I. Do will, you think Love is better? I'll continue to watch. No, 
do you think love is better than I don't master think, of none? I don't think love is as important as girls. I don't think right. love is okay. as artistically, the, yep, artistically interesting. Yeah, it's not nearly um, as single-minded. Too. I don't really, like, I, I don't know if I buy the two characters together, personally. I mean, right. I think there are aspects of Paul of Paul Rust's personality that I, can, I, I think that make me react the way you react to Lena Dunham. Where, like, he is, like, the famiest dude ever, you know? Yeah, like, no, I... I'm irritated by him, too. But that's happened with Aziz, too. Aziz is so cutesy. If you were my friend yeah. and he was like, let's yeah. get tacos, yeah, I'd be like, fuck yeah. you, you like, fucking are, yeah. little shit. I'd be like, and that is the end of our friendship. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good Good luck with the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I'm... <laughs> I mean, so I like, think okay, that... So, right, in so, the comparison, though, hang on, between love, just to finish that off, love uh-huh. and, and Master of None... They're, they are very similar. They're about modern relationships in a lot of different ways. Yes. You know? Yes. And, and how those work themselves out. I think I will agree with you in saying that there are, you know, a couple episodes of Aziz's show that, is, that are amazing, that are really great. Mm-hmm. So there are some higher points. But I would say as a whole, I liked Love better. I found it more consistent. I laughed more. And I felt like... Because yeah. there were some really low parts of Aziz's show, in yes. my opinion, yeah, where I, I was agree. watching. I was like, ugh, this isn't yeah. good. Uh, whereas in this, I thought, you know, nothing was truly great. I found it actually kind of an unsatisfying ending. But I think it was the some of the more in-depth things with the side characters I found to be interesting, like uh, with Birdie. Mm-hmm. I found... Her story is very, very Yeah, because well she starts out as a very archetypal, like, I'm just the roommate, and then she has, like, almost a realization where she's like, I'm not going to be that kind of person for you, you know? Yeah. Like, right. And, and, and that, like, I'm a human, and you're treating me like shit. And it's mm-hmm. great because the show kind of sets her up as cartoonish and not real. Yeah. And then she has this moment where she's like... Just because I have an Australian accent, you know, and I'm like cute or whatever, yeah. can't just like pawn me off. They so they the characters will have parties where they'll write credit songs for movies that don't have. Yeah, so like, it's like a, you it's, would write a song for like Crimson Tide, like right? A theme it's kind of like a thing in the '80s where where like the, when the movie is over, there's like a song written by like a professional band. Yeah, that's like, that, and we were Top Guns or yeah, whatever. That would really exactly. actually be on there. Yeah, and it's like not really something that happens anymore. It's pretty funny. That's great. But then, like, so so that actress that he starts dating kind of fits so naturally in that group, and she's loving it. Yeah, yeah, she's and very like, theatery too. Yeah, exactly. And you, and there is a moment where you're like, why doesn't he just? Why can't this just be like? Yeah, but she's thing? shitty. Or that she it, ends up being shitty. Th- there were so many realistic things about that, like the it rains it pours situation. Like yeah. once you sleep with one girl, like you can walk down the street and be like, you, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. you, because your yeah. confidence, but. In terms of like sticking to our theme here a little bit, in terms of motivation, what's motivating mm-hmm. these characters? One of the most insightful things I thought was, and uh, very something very modern. Our main character he texts uh, the Jillian Jacobs character in the morning and doesn't hear back, and all mm-hmm. day he's kind of in a shitty mood, and all, all this bad stuff happens throughout well, yeah, the day. So he he starts... almost loses his job essentially, yeah. and. Then in the end of the episode, he's basically fired, essentially, mm-hmm. if, if he doesn't do certain things. And at the end of the episode, he gets a text back just being like, hey, what are you up to? And he's now he's happy and he doesn't care like at all. Like It completely flips yeah. him around. And I just think what it shows is that uh, love is such a good motivator, you know? Like sure. it can 
and that being in a relationship is very much a roller yeah, or coaster just, because yeah, you're so motivated. That cares about you or, yeah, or have, getting that kind of reciprocation. Yeah, all you need to them, all they have to do is write what's up, and it can change your day. Yeah. That's how powerful. So the, it is. Yeah, the beginning it's of a that good thing episode. to be motivated by. In a lot of ways, I felt that the situations were very true and well written. You know, I think mm. that the outcome yeah, of it. Yeah, definitely, and, definitely. And, and, and so yes, like, there are no huge high moments. It's not an artistic achievement. No. It doesn't look any different than any other Apatow yeah. movie. But I have to say, like, as far as, as far, like, uh, I think that this is kind of what he was trying to do with This Is 40. Uh, I haven't really researched his actual involvement in this, you know. Apatow yeah. does that thing where he has his name on a lot of things, and it's kind of hard to see where. I mean, it, it feels very much like something he was very involved in. But I'm not 100% yeah. sure where the Apatow is and where it's not. But, like, I think that, a sh- like, a 10-episode show would have been a much better outlet for This Is 40 than a, than a two-hour yeah. movie. In kind of the way we were talking about... But that was, that, like, five years ago now. In kind of the way that we were talking about vinyl being... being the other way around. Being the other way around. Being yeah. It's like, this is more of a movie than it is a, a, a series. I think that we can kind of close it off there by saying that, by, by making that comparison that, yeah. like, love is a show, mm-hmm. and it's in the tradition of shows like this. Yes. I mean, it's fucking called love, dude. You know, it's yeah. not trying to right. break new ground. It's right. like, here here we go. Here's our thing. And I think that this, I could watch 10 seasons of this. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I'll watch and, every episode there is. And, and, but <laughs> then on the other side of the spectrum, although I liked Vinyl, mm-hmm. if Vinyl had been made into a, was a movie... And then some of the, the weaker elements ratcheted up a bit because of the fact that it's, you, got, you know, you get some more money behind a yeah. movie than just a pilot. You know, so you can up some of the production value things and get more of the music that you're trying to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that it I mean, feels a, a bit ve- more it's authentic. It's a very expensive you know? undertaking. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, I, I, but we'll have to see. Maybe, yeah. Which you is know, funny maybe at like, the end of the season, I'll be like, oh, that was perfect for vinyl, yeah. you know? But, well, right. I, yeah, if I were a betting man, I think it is going to settle into a Mad Men type office show, mm-hmm. which I'm perfectly fine with. I, I hope, hope that there, I hope there's not another gun on this whole series. I think that it'll have two seasons max. Well, that's all that, I want because I want to see Bobby Cannavale doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, he's the best kinda, part of the he's show. He's kind of so. the perfect. This is kind of the perfect use yeah. for him too. He's never. That's. I mean, that's true. He's never starred in anything, and then you give yeah. him a show. It's mm. like Buscemi. Yeah. It's like it's like I always forget well, that that's him in Boardwalk Empire. Right. Oh, no, I know. It's that is the a really weird. When, part when I of saw him career. in Horace and Pete, I was yeah. like. I was like, "What? Wait a second. Like, yeah, I was like, "Oh yeah, been? it's just him." Yeah. And then it's like, "Cause he's so well." Don't forget that Cannavale had a yeah. big role on Boardwalk Empire, Season which is three. a Terrence Winter show. I know. There's uh, mm, so that's probably nepotism. where that. Well, no, it's that's how. Uh, that's <laughs> probably where see. that connection went. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think that that's a thing with why it probably slowly became a well, show as opposed to a movie. Is that I don't know if Bobby has the star power to. To sell that as a no, movie, no. If that was a movie, it wouldn't have been. Bobby yeah. Kind of Bobby. Then I want it. Then I'm it glad it's like a show. Pacino, and something. I'm happy that it's a show, and I'm glad that they were motivated to you make it into open a show. Your ears. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, are you black? He's like, no, I'm Italian <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, Scorsese has yeah. been wanting to say that forever. Yeah, no, I, they also <laughs> one 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 last thing. They also could not resist throwing in the line. This it's rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, when I heard that, I was like, really, dude? There is no need in 2016 to drop that line in there. Yeah, like, you don't get it. He's like, what was that? 
it was rock and roll. <laughs> it's like, all right, okay, goodbye. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, we will talk to you soon. I hope you enjoy the Oscars. I was thinking maybe later in the week, maybe doing a little post game, a little post game, little rough cut. Yeah. That was what I was going to say. Maybe depending on maybe. whether we have time, uh, or we'll just talk about it at the beginning of next episode. Yeah. Uh, whatever we end up reviewing. Do we have that on schedule? I don't think we have a schedule for next week. Man, we probably shouldn't have done two this week then, damn. Uh, no, it's because we want to be on top of it. Yeah. We want to be on top of the Bergs, yeah, dude. Yeah, and like, what are we going to do? Talk about one episode of a television show the whole time? That's true. Good point. All so right. we'll we'll see something. It might be Zoolander 2. Hopefully probably not. Probably not. Hopefully we'll find you something You know what else. I want to do at some point is uh, the new Terrence Malick film, Night of Cups. Yeah, but it's, we haven't seen it. I know. Well, when it comes out, yeah, it looks so. Look looks forward to fucking that. really Malicky. It's definitely going to be super Malicky. I just hope it's better than it doesn't have Ben Affleck in it this time. So well, we got yeah. some hope. All right. All right. Talk to you soon, guys. Peace. Bye bye. Rough Sketch would like to thank Wingcam Podcast Network. BenSound.com and the executive director, David Gothier. Such a lonely, 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 long time.